0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. I wish to extend a big thank you to you, the listener, who has taken their time to enjoy the various interviews that have been presented here. I am grateful and humbled by your support. I am also grateful for those of you who have also become part of the ATTH family through the Facebook group. It has grown so far beyond my expectations. Your thoughts, words, and energy help keep me motivated to keep bringing you the best content I can. Often, I find great motivation in other people's words. Today's quote comes from none other than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He said, Success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent, hard work gains success. Greatness will come. Whatever contribution I can make or have made, be it great or small, I will continue to keep bringing it. Over the next few weeks, I will be sharing with you a series of theater design and production student interviews from my school here at the University of Trinidad and Tobago's Academy for the Performing Arts. The guest this week is Ms. Salima West. Salima studies theater production and design at the University of Trinidad and Tobago. Her focus is scenic and costume design. Salima is in her last year here at the school and is looking forward to heading out and creating her own art. She has grown much since she started and it has been great to see Salima become so confident. Her dream jobs would be working for Cirque du Soleil, Disney, and or Nickelodeon. So without further ado, Miss Salima West. everyone and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. I am sitting here today with UTT student, uh, Ms. Salima West. Ms. Salima West, would you please introduce yourself?
1: Hi, my name is Salima West. I am a student at the University of Trinidad and Tobago. This is my final year and I major in costume and scenery design.
0: So, uh, I've known Salima since she started here at uh, at the school as a baby. As a baby, as she as she, and uh, one of the things that uh, I guess I want to ask you is, you're going into your uh, your final year, and I was wondering uh, what your experience has been like and uh, to start with. Okay.
1: Um. Well, my. The lectures that I have that I'm majoring in, which is Miss Paulette Alfred and um, the deceased Edwin Ernie, um, they taught me a lot and they also motivated me a lot. So what I can say with that was really impactful. With going to the school, was that my lectures, even outside of Miss Paulette and Edwin, all of my lectures they always motivated me, and tried to push me the best that i can do because they always believed in me as a student so yeah
0: now did you you originally started off as a costume person yes yes and why did you want to pursue costume
1: um i started looking at videos from Soleil and i saw all of the cool costumes and i remember looking at documentaries on the process and the time they take to make the costumes. And I was like, I think I want to major in costume. And then also the scenery design. In Cirque du Soleil, they take a lot of time to plan that, it looks like.
0: So, so you're a big fan of Cirque du Soleil. I am. Is there a particular costume that you can describe or from a show that you went, I really like that, or I want to make something like that?
1: Um, I think it was. It was a Thailand or Asian inspired show, I forgot the name of it, but the costumes were painted, they were hand painted, but the performers would dive in and out of water. So I used to wonder how did they hand paint it in such good detail and then the the performers would dive in and out of the water and it would not move or it wouldn't have any noticeable differences in the costume so that was really cool and then also they have a lot of heavy well it looks heavy to the eye these big back pieces and then the performers able to do flips and tricks in them so those type of costumes I really want to learn how to make because they look really challenging It look like it will challenge you because you have to study your design and then also you have to study the comfort of the performer and then the water also. You have to study how you're going to make your costume stay in one piece with the performers going in and out of the water.
0: Now, one of the, one of the things that we're, we're both very aware of is uh, mass here in, uh, in Trinidad. Um, have you had the opportunity to, to work with any of the, the mass, mass camps here in, in Trinidad?
1: No, I haven't, but actually, at the end of this um Monday 25th, I uh, thinking about doing a wire bending course with a guy named Elwin. Um, I think he's a really popular wire bender in Trinidad and Tobago, so I'm thinking about getting into wire bending to have a little more skill in costume design.
0: So... Uh, a lot of folks probably um outside of out of the region here probably don't know much about wire bending. Could you describe what wire bending is?
1: Okay, so it's pretty much well taking wire and you applying heat to it and bending it in different shapes that you would like. so you could make a bra, you could make a bra bone from wire bending. And then you could add the padding and rhinestones onto it or feathers. Um, you can make back pieces from wire bending. You just have to get the measurement of the masquerader or the performer. And once you get the measurement, you apply the heat and you're able to bend the wire in any shape you would like.
0: Is there a particular uh, piece that you've seen recently that uh, has, been, has inspired mm-hmm. you?
1: Um, lower strive inspires me a lot because even though they use wire bending, they tend to not use a lot of feathers. Also, they use a lot of fabric, so it kind of enhances the technique that the hard work they put into bending the wire because the fabric would wrap around it, and you'll actually see the shape and the curves of the wire.
0: Well, one of the uh, one of the things I'm always curious about is: um, Do you view yourself more as as someone who is very artistically inclined or more scientifically inclined?
1: I think I'm more artistically inclined. Yeah, I think I more think about how I would like it to look more than how more than comfort and how to make it like. I would more have the creative idea and then after I'm like, so how I'm gonna make this? And I'll take a longer I will take a longer time to figure out how to make it comfortable or how to make sure it doesn't fall apart and stuff like that. But I always it is never a hard thing for me to get an idea. The idea is the easy part for me.
0: Where do you where do you find yourself getting your uh, your your ideas from? Do you music, uh YouTube videos? Things you see in nature?
1: Um, depending on what the theme is, I would remember... This happened to me ever since I was a child. I remember seeing certain things. And if I read a play and it reminds me of a certain object that I saw I, or something that I'm seeing now in front of me and I think is a nice shape or I like the color and I think it, looks, it would look well with the theme or it would match well with the theme that is mainly where my inspiration comes from as well as pinterest (laughs) i'm subscribed to pinterest and they send me a lot of stuff all the time i check all my emails from pinterest pinterest helps a lot i like a lot of circles and swirls so any type of play that has a lot of magic in it i because I love swirls so much I instantly think okay I'm going to use a lot of swirls in this or a lot of circles. So.
0: Swirls and circles are are your favorite?
1: Yeah.
0: So that would be if if we ever see a, an artistic piece that has swirls and circles we'd be like that's a Salima West uh Selima West design.
1: You would know yeah. <laughs> I would know.
0: Okay. Cuz I know that you're a very colorful person. You uh, mm-hmm. you not only put create colorful, you know, design and things like that, but you yourself you know kind of, there there are people who uh, use themselves as a form of a of expression whether it, for you I've always seen you with different hair or different clothes and all sorts of different things like that mm-hmm. what uh, what what makes you uh, what makes you uh, express yourself like that
1: um, i honestly think i have different sometimes i think i have different personalities sometimes i do want to have colorful hair and then sometimes i'll feel to just in dark colors or and black and stuff like that i don't think i have one particular style so sometimes i might even try to merge all of them together and i might look a little crazy but <laughs> yeah i don't think i have one particular style so that's probably the reason why i would change my hair so much because I don't really like having the same thing all the time also. So I'll have a different color here next week from the color here I had the week before.
0: You you have certainly surprised me uh, a time or two uh, walking around uh, the building here. Because I was like, wait a minute, weren't you, weren't you wearing pink hair the other day? And now it's mm. completely different. Uh, so to, to go over to, to, to scenic. Um, what, do, what has been your uh, approach to uh, learning scenic design?
1: Um, well, Edwin taught me a lot. i start with Edwin. Um, he's a really great teacher. So with scenery, because, because how my brain works, I think that maybe the ideas might be a little too weird and people mightn't get it. Mm-hmm. But what Edwin taught me before he passed was that um, you have to use your idea, but, not, but try not to change it too much to suit people because it's your set design. So do it to the best of your abilities and make sure it makes sense to the play. And once you could explain and demonstrate how it would work to the director, then... It should be. It should work, but I, I tend to not try to go literal. I'm a very abstract type designer. When it, especially for scenery, if you tell me to build a tree, I would make the tree out of triangles or squares. It wouldn't be a standard tree. I tend not to be literal when I design for sets.
0: Yeah, because you uh you did uh some. This really kind of neat trapezoidal triangle piece, for um, what was that? What was that? It was a dance piece, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, shades um, from Terry David.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I uh, I enjoyed how it worked with the with the piece, and um, I had the opportunity to to do some of the the lighting with you, and uh, it was neat because on in one, at, at one point they looked very solid, and then lit a different way, they became translucent. Okay. And I know from, at least I, at least this is my opinion,
1: mm-hmm. is
0: that I like sets that are, and things that are versatile, that can often surprise you, that they're not just things that are just these very, I don't know, non-living things, that all of a sudden there's a life to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you talked about, you, you, the way that you describe things is kind of has sort of an organic feel, do you um uh what uh for for some of these ideas now you would draw inspiration from what so so you you do another dance piece or you do another uh, uh choreographed piece of some sort where where do you usually start with uh with with when you get involved in the process
1: um when it comes to dancers Because when I was younger, I was a dancer. Also, I would try to think, me well, firstly how dancers enter and exit before. Because I know when I start designing, then it would be really difficult to figure out how they would get on and get off. Mm -hmm. So I think about, well, this could be an entrance here, and I can have another entrance there, and then a blossom and have the the idea come from that and then also but well, I did a lighting design course with Benny Gomes and I remember he taught us that you know dancers would have side lights and you have to light in a certain direction so that you would look taller and certain things like that so I took well, for, for shades also I took some of the stuff that I learned from Benny and I tried to apply it to my sets and even with the fabric, knowing it might have some backlighting and it might look a little cool to see the, the skeleton of the flats when you light the um, the back of it was also something that, you know, came to me too. So, yeah, with dancers, I we would try to make sure I know how they would enter and how they would exit and if it would be comfortable for them to enter, exit, move around in these space because they have to move. They're not like actors where they could just walk on and um, stay in one position. They have to move and jump and flip around. So you have to make sure your set is stable and it's easy access for the dancers.
0: What do you think has been one of the, the or can you pinpoint challenges that you found yourself uh, having to, to face from, when you started to, to where you are today, what do you think some of your your bigger challenges have been?
1: Um, I always doubted myself a lot. I always would be like, I think this is a little too weird, and I should try to settle a little bit. And yeah, Edwin would tell me, no, don't settle, don't settle, especially with shades. I was like, this triangle thing, mm-hmm. I think too weird. I don't think they will get it. So I was gonna just put some flat, like plain normal flat, it was mm-hmm. white. And have probably plastic in between to make it look, look cool but i thought they would not get it i would try to simple try to make it a little simple uh and he's like no take this out i don't like this i know you should just do all because that's what you want to do i always used to doubt myself because i used to think people wouldn't understand mm-hmm. and my lectures are really good they're really good at motivating motivating me and letting me know You know, you could try this and you can do this. And if it was a bad idea, they would tell me it was a bad idea. And they would explain why. They wouldn't just say, you know, this was a bad idea. They would explain why it was a bad idea and how I could move on from it. So that was my biggest struggle, doubting myself.
0: Mm -hmm. And you've come a long way. You know, I've I've remembered many a time where uh, you didn't really want to say a lot. You didn't want to chime in a lot. um, And... uh, it's it's interesting to watch you grow and become you know the person that you are today. Uh, if you if you wanted to th- say what was like the next big thing that you wanted to the next big risk the the thing that you would really like to reach out and do what do you think that would be?
1: Hmm. <laughs> um. Well, um, <laughs>
0: well you, you, you talked about how you were so inspired by, by Cirque du Soleil. Would you like yeah, to work for them someday? I would.
1: I, my goals are either Disney, Cirque du Soleil, or um, Nickelodeon. <laughs>
0: Nickelodeon? Yeah. yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. What, what about uh, Nickelodeon do you like?
1: I used to. I was addicted to Nickelodeon as a child. <laughs> and then now I see that they evolved with their set designs. Like they have sets that have stuff popping out of nowhere because they have these new shows. Because technology now, they mm-hmm. have more technology, so they would have a lot of stuff that would pop out and move and even Broadway shows like, and is, stuff like
0: that. Is there a... Because you've got me intrigued by this Nickelodeon thing because <laughs> I, I remember watching Nickelodeon and uh, as, not with at all that sensibility. I watched mm. the cartoons or I watched the... The, the the few game shows that they had on it or things like that. What uh, can you point to a, a show in particular that's on right now that uh, th- that you really like?
1: Um, there's a show hole in the wall <laughs> <laughs> and it's legit a wall that moves and you have to figure out a way to fit through the wall. So I was used to wonder how they would get that to move because that's, that's part of the set and then it has water in it too. And it would look like foam, but it's not foam. But it's it's really cool. Like, now Nickelodeon... Because of technology, they have really cool sets now. They have things that move. They have things that pop out of nowhere. Like, before, when I was younger, they didn't really have all that cool stuff. But you now they have a lot <laughs> of... <laughs> they have a lot of cool stuff now. Oh,
0: you like all the cool stuff? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's cool. Well, one of the things... Um, uh, uh, I know that uh, uh, you brought some examples, an example of your work here. Uh, what, what exactly do we have here? We have um, a, a crown, you said? Yes, yeah, a crown. Uh, which one is it here?
1: The gold one.
0: This one here? Yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll take a picture of this and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll put it up, but um, kind of describe this to, to, to the folks.
1: Okay, so, well, I'll just talk about, ice cream talk about my idea where i got the idea from first okay so i am really interested in looking at images of different gods for some reason like sometimes i'll just type up hindu gods and i'll just watch their pictures okay. because i like how they paint them right. i like how people depict their gods and i saw this picture of a god named brahma and he is normally painting with three heads and we had this assignment to do and the name of the class is period style and miss carried us through different periods and stuff like that. So, yeah. So I wanted to incorporate most of the stuff we learned in class. So he has the three heads and I could also try to relate that uh, the Holy Trinity, which is the Son, Father and the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And then... Well, when I I go to church, what I learn is that there's always a balance between good and evil. There's always a yin-yang type theme. Okay. So, on the left, it has a black face or mask, and then on the right, there's a white face and mask. And then inside of the schools in the yin-yang, they'll have two dots. So, the crown on the white mask has a black crown, and the crown on the... Black mass has a white crown to represent that. Also, um, some of the different cultures we studied were Yuba. We talked about Indonesia and the Omo Valley tribe in Africa, which I am a big fan of. So I wanted to incorporate the things I liked a lot studying in class. So with the black crown, I used a lot, well, only natural, um, things that I can find, because Miss also wanted us to not only rely on stores, but also use natural elements, so the black crown has donkey eyes that I cut in half, well, I got help to cut them in half, I have seeds, all reminiscent on the Omo Valley tribe, because they decorate their heads with, um, vegetables and flowers and grass and stuff like that they only decorate themselves with natural stuff on the other side with the white crown um, is a Yoruba Kings crown I got the idea from so I stringed a lot of beads and tried to create that shape and also I use a lot of the shells because we also learned in class the significance of the Kori shell that they would even use the Kori shell to get answers from God himself so yeah and then in the center um the indonesian women they wear these crowns that are shaped kind of like a pyramid when they're getting married okay. and the reason i have male and female is to show that you know we don't know god's sex like god doesn't have a sex he has both male and female in him and yeah it's I think what's
0: what's really fascinating, as you were talking about the different textures and and feelings, because it it. So the the one that you said that has the, the more natural textures, I can see like a, a what looks like a from a like a nest yeah. here some things from down. a nest, some nuts. Um, what now? There are these strands here. What are these strands?
1: I actually went on a hike and I saw this. Um, And Lady Chancellor. Okay. And I saw this bean tree. And then when the beans... When the beans themselves fall, the shells would dry up and they would create this kind of curvilier shape. And I like soles and curves. So I was like, I'm going to pick this up. And put it into my crown. And also, um, the boat... Faces have stuff covering the um their face itself because there's this saying that you can 't see the face of God or you can 't see the spirit's face okay so I wanted to hide their faces with the beads okay
0: yeah because I for some reason in my, my 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 mind, I feel like there are certain uh, cultures that have uh, like a, a male that comes over the, like a like a chain or something like when people so when uh, the, there's this idea of when people get married in, in Western or culture anyway, um, you know you see a, a bride that has a veil over it, to to, and I think some other cultures do have some sort of veil. Um, so that's kind of interesting. That's kind of what jumped into my head when when I think about it. Um, so and the, the 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 other crown you said was Yoruba. Yeah. And
1: okay. I got the inspiration from my Yoruba king's crown
0: okay and and uh, is is Yoruba is is here in Trinidad
1: in Africa
0: in Africa okay <laughs> well I, I mean I, I'm, I'm not totally familiar with all because there are you know like Trinidad has a lot of mix of of, yeah. of, of folks you know the Ngungun and and, and first nation and and mm-hmm. all the things like that so um, but now did you read about them or did you do you, did you how did you come across? the the inspiration for for for
1: these from the stuff we learned in class so i remember really liking the Omo valley because she was showing us pictures and explaining to us that we don't always need to go in a store to make something beautiful mm-hmm. and i thought that was really cool i was like i have to include that into my crown i have to figure out a way to only use natural elements elements and make it beautiful without having to rely on the Because even the back of the face is a calabash. There's not um anything bought. oh so doesn't yes yeah, oh wow. a calabash in the back.
0: So what if for for to describe a calabash, it's a it's a fruit or is it a
1: it's a fruit, yeah.
0: It's a fruit. So you found these fruit uh, and you broke them up and And, or and left
1: them to dry. And once we leave that to dry the shell will get hard. Okay. And then you can um, use it. Some people use it as bowls as well to eat. Okay. Or dippers to be with.
0: Because I think I've seen versions of it where they they uh carve into them.
1: Yeah, I have a lot of people that do art with them. They carve into them, and some people will hang it up on their walls and stuff like. that. Okay,
0: now this center crown has uh has some structure to it. It's uh this is. Was this your... Was this a, a beginning of wire bending for this or...
1: Okay. <laughs> I was attempting... I got a little help too. Okay. With the bending of the wire because it's a little tough. But I was trying to trying to begin a wire bending process. And then too, I use um, bottles because my family drinks a lot of water. Mm-hmm. So I just cut off the water bottles because I really wanted to show me that I didn't need to rely because every time we would go to class you would always show us stuff and say you don't need to go to some rules all the time and I was like okay I'm going to give myself the challenge of not relying too much on stores and more used stuff that I might find at home to make creative stuff
0: and what is the, the outside texture what is this, what is this from or, or did you spray paint this or? yeah
1: just spray painted it google
0: so this is, these are all bottles yeah. that, that you've cut up and spray painted into different,
1: different shapes.
0: Yeah. Different shapes. That's really neat. That's really neat. If you hadn't told me it was bottles, I would have, I was really curious as to, to how that, how that happened. That's, mm-hmm. that's an ingenious idea. That's a really ingenious idea. So um, I, now has this been turned in as a project for, uh, for Miss or is this? for uh or is this yet to be uh, assessed?
1: Um it has been turned in for a project but um I think she has to get a second mark for those also. Uh, okay. So, okay.
0: Yeah. Well that's really neat. I'm, I I I had faith in you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it shows a lot of uh, yeah, I mean I, I I'm I'm kind of lost for words because I just I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed because I, I see the other two, and don't get me wrong, they're 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 nice, but this is just wow, just really wow, really really wow. You should be proud of yourself for 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 what you did. Um, so uh, now you're gonna keep this, right? You're gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. keep Okay, okay. I want. There's no, There's nothing worse don't than. Don't go to you th- There's nothing worse than people taking stuff and making it, and all of a sudden it's just kind of de- disposed of, you know. You know I think we've become at times a tad bit too disposable with uh with with some of the the things um if you could think of uh uh do you think you'll incorporate more recycled or recyclable items into uh your your work
1: yeah, I would because I actually had fun trying to figure out ways to make my work not reliable on stores i can I had fun. Thinking of ideas, and I actually had fun picking up the stuff on the hike. I was like, "This would look pretty," and I like this shape, and it was actually fun. And it was for free; I didn't have to spend money for them. <laughs> <laughs> it, it
0: is amazing the kind of the amount of uh, things that are out there that uh, can be used in a way that they weren't necessarily intended for.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, um, do you have a favorite uh, material? Recyclable material. Um, it
1: would probably be. The bottles, yeah, probably the bottles. Because I could make it a dainty shape, and I could even add heat to it and make it bend and make flowers out of it. Like I think I could do a lot of stuff with plastic bottles.
0: Okay. Very cool, very very cool. So, um, before we kind of close this up, mm-hmm. and I greatly appreciate, uh, you giving me a little bit of your time, uh, and sharing with me, uh, your your story, and, and what you hope to do, and, and uh, what you uh, have accomplished. Um, if you could, uh, now, now that you're almost at the, kind of the, the end of this journey and maybe going on to whatever your next one is, here or abroad somewhere, mm-hmm. what, uh, what would you like to, to pass along to, to, to the students and other people that, that will hear this
1: mm-hmm. to, uh,
0: to, to give them in either inspiration or motivation?
1: Never doubt yourself and always trust the process. Even though it's going to be long and tiring, like always trust that in the end, once you do everything correctly and you apply yourself the right way, it will turn out to be great.
0: Excellent, <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, so uh, I know you, you probably haven't, I don't know if you've if, if you're doing this yet or not, um, if uh, do you have any examples of your work online for people to see
1: yeah I have a website
0: oh okay and what uh, do you know what is the website's name
1: um, Salima tech design at weebly.com
0: Salima tech design at Weebly. Weebly. weebly.com so that's all one word yeah so s a l e m a C E C H design at Weebly.com. Okay, and there people can see your work, and will they be able to see this crown on the, on there?
1: Well, I'm gonna put up a picture now. I didn't put up one as yet. Aha, uh-huh. So we're until I got back. we're picture shaving you <laughs> <here> now.
0: <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. I, I uh, like I said, I wish you the the best. I know that uh, you're gonna carry on uh, a lot of the, the 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 words of wisdom from our from our from our colleagues and our friends uh to to great success and uh wish you the best with uh with your wire bending and uh i don't know i could keep hurling superlatives but i know you're going to be awesome with a capital a so okay
1: cool
0: all right thanks salima you're welcome Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this latest episode of the podcast. Remember, this podcast is listener-supported, so wherever you get it, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. This podcast can be found on such platforms as iTunes Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, we can be reached at archivett 24 at yahoo.com. Again, that's A-R-C-H-I-V-E-T-T-24 at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Archiving Technical Theater History. We appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.